Welcome back to another episode of From the Stands podcast, where it's just me and the boys. I'll t- I'll take. I'm not gonna call y'all dumb anymore. Appreciate it. Yeah, just I'm feeling nice today. At Can't least. Can't do it when you're tired. Yeah, me and last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I had the week I just had. I, I can't really call nobody <laughs> stupid. It was a rough week, indeed. We'll go right into pick him because it's been, oh, it's been bad. I got to quit picking based on emotion. Like, I don't like... This was good because he played at Auburn. I got to quit my Bo Nicks hate. Bo, if you're watching, I know you're not. You're sorry. good, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're good. You've proven me wrong this season. Game in and game out. I keep waiting on you to have a bad game. I keep picking for you to have a bad game. And they happen. Most starts of any college quarterback ever. And it's uh, it's probably not going to happen. So if you're out there, Bo, I you know I I apologize. At this point, I'm just going to root for you to win Heisman. To be honest, so <laughs> uh, that's where we're at. Um. Updated standings. I was at the bottom of the fucking barrel this last week. I had one. A couple things did not go my way. I would not have picked the Suns had I known that fucking Devin Booker and Bradley Beal were going to sit. My king. KD dropped 40. Not much you can do when your supporting cast is, at that point, is Nurkic and Okogie. Um, Pretty tough. Watanabe. Watanabe played pretty well. I mean, just... But who would have thought? I think the second highest scorer on that team in that game had 15 to, KD, <laughs> to KD's 40, so... Who would have thought that the new guy and the runt of the group were going to be leading through two-thirds of the season? Yeah, I don't... De- definitely and the two not winners <laughs> of definitely. the two previous seasons. Yeah, definitely not me. Uh, I've just picked it's, too much off emotion. I didn't is. want the Lakers to win that game. Now, had Devin Booker played, the Lakers lose. Probably. Had Devin Booker played the Lakers lose, I can't predict that. Um, what was the other basketball game we took? The Thunder and the Cavs. The Cavs, the Cavs are the better team. They're more talented. Uh, just, I mean, They just didn't play like it. I think the Cavs were winning that game real late in the fourth quarter, and they just let the Thunder go on a run real Which, late. Which, unfortunately, is one of the hard things about picking basketball, too. It's so volatile. Um, at any point in time, a team can go on like a 17-2 to run and be right and back in the, the game. game. It's, so, the game. it's so hard to pick. Um, again, Utah, Oregon, I picked Utah based off of motion. I like Utah. I like their defense. I think Utah with Cam Rising this year would have been a dark horse for uh, a number four spot in the CFP. Bryson Barnes. Um, it's just tough with Bryson Barnes. Yeah, I mean, they just they have no offense. They're, they're bottom like 40 in, in all of college football. And, again, I was betting on Bo Nix to have his first bad game, and he didn't, and I don't think he's going to. Um, the other two games we picked, Bengals Niners should have picked up a point there. I wish bro, I, I wish bro would have rode with Joey B. I wanted to pick my, I wanted to pick my guy, but it was just, I only, I, only I said it too. I said it was going to be his get back game, but I didn't want that island. Had if somebody I, else picked him, I would have taken them, but I did not want that island. If I hey, wasn't, you didn't in, know it was going to be an island you picked before me. If I wasn't, a, I knew uh, you were not taking the Bengals. If I wasn't in first place, I probably would have taken the Bengals, but I just wanted to. I, I played it safe. I played it conservative. Yeah, I know you're not taking a division rival, Joe. Not in a game against the Niners. Hey, the Bengals are my favorite division rival out of the three. <laughs> that's Thank not, you, Joe. That's that not saying much. You can't, the team I hate you can't the least. stand the Ravens, and I think you 
you don't like the Browns more than I think I've ever seen anybody not like a team. No, no, no. I like the Browns back when they had Baker. I hate them now that they have the rapist in there. Well. That's coming from a Steelers fan. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy's an actual rapist. AFC North reads. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad Joe Burrow hasn't turned into one. I'm glad there's no. Yet. I'm, Yet. I'm glad there were no porta potties close to the uh, Steelers game this weekend, but. Uh, I digress. But um, updated, updated. Standing. That one was tough. And then, what was the other NFL game we picked? Um, we all picked Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee, oh, it was Kentucky Tennessee, was Kentucky. Kentucky. Game. Yeah, and yeah. we, we swept on that. That was my, that was my one fucking point this week. So, updated standings. Your boy is still in first place at twenty three. We got Jack, who jumped into second place. Had a good week this week. He's at twenty two, and Zach and Joe are tied in last. With 19 points. still we It's still, still got, anybody's game. We still got four weeks left, so we can still see a lot happen. Four full weeks, including this week. We got a good slate of games this week. Yeah, finally some good games to pick from. I think there will be a lot of um, variety as far as picks go this week on games, which is something we've missed the last few weeks because it's just been seemed like such lopsided games that we've had to pick from. So, all right, Lance, start us off. I'm going to give us the first... Game that's not really just one game. We the World Series is going to be over on Saturday if it goes seven games, and with it being tied one one right now, we are going to pick the winner of the World Series. And I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the Rangers. I really like watching the Diamondbacks. They're my new favorite team to watch, other than the Braves because the Diamondbacks don't choke. But I think going down the stretch. I think Texas is just going to have too much in the tank. I think they got a bit of a better rotation, and that lineup is more experienced. I like Seager. I like Simeon. I mean, you've got the man, Adolis Garcia, in there. The current Mr. October. I could I've see ever it. seen one. I could see it going six or seven, but I think the Rangers are going to pull it off. I'm not a baseball guy, <laughs> but I do know that baseball is a game of runs. And no team is hotter right now than the Diamondbacks. That offense is going crazy. As of the last four games, they've only lost. They're three and one in their last four, and their only loss came on a walk-off home run in what the twelfth inning, eleventh inning, eleventh. Mm-hmm. So that offense is hot. The defense played well last week, only letting up one run or two days ago. What was it? Two days ago, Merrill up one Kelly, run, Merrill Kelly, fucking legacy game, scored nine runs. I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks. I think it's they're the the most fun story. I've been I've been kind of riding them a little bit. Um, I think they're a fun fun explosive team, and it's the big underdog. And I'm a big underdog guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Diamondbacks. This one's tough for me. I have yet. I love the Answerbacks. I love that that's their name. I love that they that's what they have done. Uh, Lance knows this more than anybody. I told him when the postseason started that the Diamondbacks my dark horse because a young team with nothing to lose that is playing hot is really fucking hard to beat. I really like, I like their, I like the young guys. I like Corbin Carroll. I like Gabriel Moreno. I love the fire, the intensity, the passion with which they're playing the game with right now. It's so fun to watch just a group of young guys showing out on the world's biggest stage. I really like the Rangers too, though, man. Adolis Garcia is, is him right now. He is on, a level that we have not seen in a long time and may not see again for a long time. Corey Seager is a postseason dog. You've got Eovaldi. You've got 
I, you know, Mad Max can give you a few good innings. Um, you got Dunning. You've got Dunning. You've got Simeon. You've got some more experienced guys on that roster. You've got some new postseason budding stars, too, for the Rangers. You've got Evan Carter, um, another, you know, really young guy. So it's tough for me. I was a Rangers fan when Josh Hamilton was there, Ron Washington. Nobody was more heartbroken than me to see them lose to the Cardinals. They're still in search of their first and I'm always a fan for seeing a team get their first. Oh, it's tough, man. I, I think it's a 50-50 series. Like, I really do. I think it could go either way. I'm going to take the Rangers to get their first World Series, ride the hot hand in Garcia. I think Seager's going to show up in a big way these last few games down the stretch. And I think that just pedigree and experience along that roster as well as in the pen with the Chapmans, with the Will Smiths. I think the Rangers are going to find a way to get their first World Series ever. I think it's going to be a great day for Texas. Give me the Rangers. That was very passionate. And as a non-baseball fan, I just have one question. How does it work? Is it the same as NBA or NBA? So are you talking two, about 2-3-2? Three, two, three, two. So, two, the Rangers, so the, Rangers two. the Rangers have already played their two at home. The next, it's one and one. The, the next, next three are in Arizona. And then the last two will be in Texas. Ooh, okay. Well. The Rangers. Also, I have an idea, and I'm going to let Joe pick first, and then I'm going to bring the idea up. Is baseball's home field advantage really that valuable? Like, is it yes. as valuable as, like, an NBA or, like, an NFL game? Or like I, I would say it's game? more. It's more valuable than NBA. I don't know if it's as valuable as NFL. Because NFL's one game, so it's, it's a little different. But, like, when you think of home field advantage, the Rangers got the first two games, and if it goes – Six and seven, they'll get the last two games at home. Yeah. So it's pretty important. Yeah. And baseball fans show out in a big... not even like playoffs, like in a game. Like in the game itself. Oh, yeah. Baseball fans show out in a big way. The way I see it, you got Ranger and you got a Diamondback. (laughs) And how do you kill a Diamondback, a snake? You got to chop its head off. So while the Rangers were at home, they needed to get two up and chop the snake's head off. And they didn't do it. So now the snake bit them. Now the Diamondbacks with their high-scoring offense are going to go back home, probably win two out of the three, come back to the Rangers. They've already proven they can win in Texas once. They're going to do it again. They're going to win the World Series in six games. Okay, so let's go snakes. That was my idea. So since this is an entire series, I was thinking we could kind of do it like golf. Everyone's got their pick, and if your team wins, you get a point. But if you also predict how many games it takes, you get another point. All right. So like he, says, gets, he gets D-backs in six. If the D-backs win in six, Joe gets two points. Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. I guess it doesn't really matter now. Jack, how many games? I was also going to say six. Does that matter that we have the same? No. All right. I'll take six. Fine. I'll take six. I think the Rangers will win in seven. Damn it, dude. I, gonna say I also have the Rangers in seven. Oh, well, I was at my immediate first <laughs> thought was Rangers in six, so if you want me to change it, I can no, change it. No, no, no. We can go Rangers. So that means Rangers we're and playing six. for two points. Rangers in six. We're playing for two points together. No, go Rangers in seven. All right, that Rangers was, in you, seven. That's what you said. So Rangers in seven. So we got Rangers in seven. We're, we're vying for two points here. D-backs in six. They're together as well. I'm going to be pit. I'm not going to be mad if the D-backs win. I'm going to be mad that the two baseball watchers – Got it wrong. The two guys, one of whom's analogy to pick their fucking winner was the was mascot. based on mascots. 
<laughs> hey, it didn't fail me before. It I didn't actually. I, I last season you got so many games right just doing fucking that shit. mascots and Russians. That's what I gotta go by. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how the hell you do that. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you do that. All right, we'll bounce through the next few games a little bit quicker. Next few games, and this is I'm biased, but I think this could be up there with Washington and Oregon as the best college football game of the year we've had so far. LSU against Bama. 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 And if this isn't an emotional pick, I don't know what is. I'm taking my Tigers. I mean, I feel good about where we're at. Our defense has played better, better the past two or three weeks. We got the number one offense in the country. And I think our offense has enough in the tank to just win a shootout. I think we can win a shootout. I'm taking LSU. Why are you looking at me? It's Jack. I've been. It's just habit. This is one of those ones where I wish I was picking last. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think LSU's defense is very lackluster. Obviously, very. But I think Alabama's offense is also very lackluster. Very. LSU's offense is incredible. Number one in the country. Alabama's defense is very good. I very. believe. I believe their defense is top fifteen. In total top defense? 10. I think LSU's offense is better than Alabama's defense more than LSU's defense is worse than Alabama's offense. Alabama's offense is better than you get what I'm saying. Like the description. In an odd way. Yes. I think. Yeah, continue. We I got think you. that LSU, regardless of the team they play, is going to put up 28 points or more. I don't think Alabama, even against a bad defense, can put up more than 30 points. Mm-hmm. 31 points. They put up. I was just looking. The most points they've put up in the last five weeks is, it is 40 in Bryant, against Mississippi State, who has awful defense. It is at Bryant-Denny, is it not? Yeah. Okay. But they put up, they, in the last five, they've put up 34 against Tennessee, in which they had to score uh, 24 unanswered, 24 against Arkansas, 26 against AM, 40 against Mississippi State, 24 against Ole Miss. LSU, on the other hand, has put up 62, 48, 49, 55, and 34. So a good offense and a bad offense. What's your pick? I'm going to take LSU in Bryant-Denny. Um, I've watched the Tide go down at home once this year to a good, not great Texas team. Saw them struggle to put up points against a good, not great uh, Texas defense. I think the same continues. I think we're going to hear another fantastic call, in my opinion, on Saturday. Down goes the Tide. At home in Bryant Denny, give me the Tigers. Oh, he's thinking about it. <laughs> this, this, this is an interesting pick here because could be very important to our standings, Joe. Jalen Milrow sucks balls though. He's he is been okay bad the last couple of weeks, actually. Surprisingly, two for two hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. That's he's, good for him. He's Joe Milton level. Joe overthrow. You know what? I'm just going to hedge my bets because I don't have faith in Alabama. Weird thing to hear out loud. I don't have faith in that shitty-ass quarterback. There you go. Get the brooms. No. No, I'm changing my pick. No. I'm changing my pick. I'm changing it. You can't. I'm changing it. You cannot. You can't do that to me. You can't do that to me. No. You went first. That means Alabama's going to win now. Well, that sucks. 
Oh man, you got right. it. So, why we all have faith in your team? That's good. That's not good. It's not good because every sweep we pick is normally bad. Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, but that was an easy one. Think Let's about one by six points. Think what about Bengals, Niners, a sweep. Bengals win. Oh, but you wanted to pick the Bengals. Clemson, Miami was a sweep. Clemson lost. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're all going down. You're going down with us. Game number three. Game number, th- game number three, we got we got Bills Bengals. Speak up. <laughs> game number three, Sunday night football prime time. We got the Bills and the Bengals. All my other than the World Series pick, I'm probably gonna keep all my picks pretty short because I feel confident in all of them. Is this? I have one question real quick before you pick. Is it in Buffalo? That's what I'm checking right no, now. No, it is in Cincinnati. Got it. Um, I am taking Joey B and the Bengals. I liked what I saw against one of the better defenses in all of football against the Niners. Top five. And this was Joey's GBOT game. And he's got the weapons. T. Higgins is back healthy. Joe Mixon looked really good. The offensive line looked okay. It looked a little bit better than it has early in the season. It held up. And when Joey B. is healthy, Joey B. is an MVP-level quarterback. And I don't like Josh Allen. I'm taking the Bengals. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. Yeah, I had to get that one in um, there. I'm going to try and keep this short on the shorter side. I think the Bengals are exactly who we thought we were before the season. I think they're that that number one contending team. Um, I just think they got off to that slow start that we talked about. What were they, 0-3 to start or 0-2 to start? 0-3, I believe. 0-3, so they won four in a row. They're hot right now. Joe Mixon was cooking, which is an X factor for them to continue to win games. If they can continue to have the balance of the run in the pass game, Joe Mixon needs to continue to be efficient. Buffalo has not been able to find that rushing game um, that they were hoping for when they drafted James Cook. They just signed Leonard Fournette today. I don't know how valuable that's going to be. But I think that um, the Bengals are just a little too hot. The Buffalo's been slipping up the last four weeks. I think they're 2-2 two and two in the last four weeks, 1-3, and three, something like that. Um, they've gotten bailed out a couple times. Gotten bailed out a couple times. I think um, the Bengals are on a roll right now. They're hot. They just beat what a lot of us thought to be a top three team in the NFL, and uh, beat them yeah. by beat them by two scores. Beat by two scores. I'm going to take the Bengals at home in this one. I'm riding the hot hand. Um, the Bills just look disoriented. They don't look like. They're playing together. They don't look like they're playing to win. They kind of just look like they're out there because that's what they get paid to do is be out there. Um, Josh Allen's still playing well, in my opinion. Um, They have no run games, so pretty much the entire offense runs through Josh Allen. If he's not playing well, it's hard for them to get anything going. We have have seen the defense... Step back a little bit with I mean, the injuries. It's tough. You you've got no Tre'Davious White anymore. You lost Matt Milano for the season. Poyer's been in and out this season. I just a lot of injuries on the defensive side. Von Miller is still not a hundred percent healthy, so that pass rush is not all there. Um, I don't think that changes this weekend, especially a home game for the Bengals and Joey B, who has had Josh Allen's number, just came off his best game of the season. By far, it went exactly how I said it was going to go, except I didn't rock with my pick. Um, when Joe Mixon is running well, that is a top three offense in football. It's so balanced. There's so many weapons on the outside. Joey B knows where to go with the football. The offensive line is good. It's not great, but the the it Bills was, defense it was, is not. It was pretty solid against the. The Bills defense has not played up to par of the last three weeks. Um, they're they're on a slide. I don't think the slide is going to stop with the Bengals. Give me the Bengals at home. I mean, Joe Burrow was only sacked 
I mean, he was sacked three times yesterday. Pretty, I would say it's a pretty fair but for that team. So was able to get almost 400 yards through the air and three TDs. Well, the Bills really do not have an impressive. They beat the Dolphins. Yeah, since that Dolphins game, they don't have an impressive. I guess win. the Dolphins and the Commanders are their two impressive wins. The Dolphins was an impressive win. The Commanders. But you know. then they got bailed out against the Giants. Yeah. They got bailed out. They against, lost to both the Jags and the Patriots. And they got bailed, or they got, they came down to the wire against the Bucks. Yeah. They didn't really play great on Thursday night either. And this is in Cincinnati. So I'm sorry, Lance. <laughs> hey, look, we, we picked two, look, we picked, we picked two sweeps last week. Uh-huh. One missed. One hit. As if I'd rather have the LSU one hit than the Bengals one hit. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Yep. I think Josh Allen is like a, uh, not in his style, but he's like a Philip Rivers type quarterback. He's good in again like, in like non important games, and then once it comes to facing a Mahomes or a, a Burrow, he just lets them smack his smack their dick in his face. And <laughs> I think he, he plays. He, I think he plays well against the Bengals this weekend. I think the issue has now became. The Bills' defense, just plagued by injuries. And, and I think I think the Bengals are going to be able to exploit the lack of run, and they're going to – I think we're going to force Josh Allen to make some to make some plays he, nor, he shouldn't be making, and I think we And get, that's been the thing all – that's been the theme really since he's been there is that the, the entire offense rides on, on him. Even getting outside of the pocket and running, like the run game nine times out of ten – I am, on him. I am a bit worried about the Allen to Diggs connection because we have Cam Taylor Britt, who will probably be on Diggs. He's a second-year guy, and our other DB is a rookie. And then we in our in this. We, but I, Dax, I think I think Diggs could have eleven catches for one hundred and sixty yards and two TDs, and the Bengals could still win. That's fair. So, all right, give me game. What are we on? Game number four. Game number four. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do this divisional matchup because it's I think it'll be interesting. We're going Eagles at Cowboys, and the Cowboys just played the Rams. They beat the dog shit out of the Rams. The Eagles just escaped Washington with a win for the second time this year. For the second time this year, it's probably the closest. Oh, it's in Philly. Yeah, I could have sworn it was at. Also, look at look at the. Numbers. That is the closest I've seen an FPI predictor all season. I think. What's funny is that doesn't even add up to a hundred percent. There's part of the there's part of the FPI that's predicting a tie. They're so close that they're point three percent of a tie. That is wild. Um, I thought it was in Dallas, but it is in Philly, and I think the scripts flip from the previous week. I think the Eagles have a really sound game on offense, and I think Dak plays poorly, partially due to. The Eagles' defense. I think he gets sacked two or three times, and I think he throws a pick. I got the Eagles at home. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys had a great week this past week. Um, still an elite defense. It was. It Definitely was still an elite defense. It was the first time I had seen McCarthy change the way he calls an offense. This was the first time I had seen the. Seen Mike McCarthy go, okay, we're going to throw the ball down the field and we're going to run the scoreboard up. Yeah. Um, they they definitely wanted to run it up. They definitely weren't holding back. They didn't, Did they pull Dak at all? 
Or was he in? Uh, I believe he played the entire game. I don't agree with that in general in football. I think Kirby does it. Speaking just in general, Cooper Rush came in through three plays. through three passes. Okay. So anyway, probably the last drive, maybe yeah, last two drives. Um, I think the Eagles' uh, pass rush is definitely going to get into Dak's face. They're they played the Cowboys played well, but Dak was getting rushed a lot. The offensive line did not play good. The offensive line was getting pushed around a good bit, and I think uh, Dak struggles against the blitz. Um, and uh, I think this Eagles pass rush is just going to be too much for that Dallas that Dallas offensive line, and I'll take the Eagles at home. I guess we're not going to have a ton of variety in picks this week because I have been on the Eagles train the entire year so far. Still think they're a top three team. After the way the Niners have looked as of late, the Eagles might be the front runner currently. They're just so sound on both sides of the ball. They've got a good run game. They've got a good offensive line. They've got a good quarterback. They've got a top five receiver in football. They've got a good slot guy. Dallas Goddard is a very serviceable tight end. On the other side of the ball, they get after the quarterback. They stop the run. Their secondary has played well. Big play Slay is always going to be out there. Um, The Eagles are, in my opinion, probably the most complete team in the league right now from what we have seen. Um, We have seen guys like Tua and Dak really struggle against the blitz and hands in their face. That continues this weekend. Give me the Eagles in Philly. Get the brooms ready. (laughs) Eagles, I think the Eagles are better pretty much every single thing than the Cowboys. So there's no way I'm taking the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is probably going to, I think he could match Jalen Hurts this week or three picks, match eight and eight. Good to see it. Yeah. You said variety, and we're up to three, three sweeps. Three sweeps. Three sweeps. And two, two, and two twos. Yeah, so not, not a ton of variety, actually. So now. Maybe, 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 we'll, break, maybe we'll break it here. Now we're going overseas. We're going all the way to Germany for the Dolphins against the Chiefs. And I don't know, because I don't really love what I've seen from the Chiefs this year as a whole. I haven't loved what I've seen from the Dolphins. But I haven't loved what I've seen from the Dolphins in big games. But my thought process is, how can you pick against the Chiefs after they just played probably their worst game in two years, probably? Um, Nine points. It worked for me earlier in the season, and I hope it works for me again. I'm taking the Chiefs to beat the Dolphins. I hope one of y'all is going to pick the the Dolphins, because I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. Jesus um, Christ. I don't know if any of y'all are planning on picking the Dolphins, and I don't want to persuade you away from it, but I am going to give my reasoning, which I think is pretty sound. The Chiefs have not lost back-to-back games since week two of 2021. Um, they don't lose back-to-back. Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach at correcting mistakes once they're made the previous week or weeks before. Um, they scored nine points. That's not acceptable in an Andy Reid offense, and they're not going to let that slide. And I think they're going to put on a show and score a lot of points in uh, in Germany this week. So uh, give me Kansas City. Big Red is arguably the best coach in football, one of the best offensive minds the game has ever seen. Travis Kelsey is number one tight end in football. Is Taylor number- Swift coming? Number one, and it's not close. <laughs> is Taylor Swift going to be in Germany? Number one, and it's not close. Patrick Mahomes is still the number one quarterback in the league. He can still make plays that other guys just can't. 
He can get outside of the pocket. He can create plays. He can throw it sidearm. He can throw it while he's not looking. Um, he's just really in, incredible to watch. A two-interception, sub-200 passing yard game is unlike anything we have ever seen from Patrick Mahomes. And they were bad interceptions. They were bad. They were against a bad team. He, it, he was just throwing it up. Just, against, it was like against that bad teams. It, they were just – they were not – all there. It just the team was not cohesive at all. Um, the defense did not play well against one of the worst offenses they played all season. Um, uh, Russ, Russ is Russ is playing pretty well this year. The Dolphins. Uh, who did the Dolphins play this past weekend? The Patriots. Patriots. They won by fourteen. They did get the Patriots win. Tyreek um, came out and balled. I did not think I would. I didn't want to pick any lines on him this week because. I didn't think he was going to play very well. Um, Bill Belichick is normally good at making you beat him, not in the way that you want to beat him. But for the but most part, Tyreek has shown that he is becoming matchup proof. It's just that good. Might be one of only like three guys, four guys in the league that are just pretty much nine times out of ten matchup proof. Um, the Dolphins have struggled to run the ball without A-chain. Um, Mostert is still good, but he hasn't been able to put up the numbers that we saw A-Chain blow through in, in, what, three games? It's just easier guarding one good running back versus two, two. good running backs. Jalen Waddle has not been the Jalen Waddle we saw in his rookie year. He's been banged He's, up, though. Yeah, he just hasn't produced. Tua has been good the last couple games. He wasn't, you know, the, the front-runner MVP that – he hasn't been the front-runner MVP that Jack said he was through, you know, four weeks – with that being said, there's no home field advantage in Frankfurt. Um, you know, if this game was in Chiefs Kingdom at Arrowhead, I'm picking the Chiefs 11 out of 10 times. And the Chiefs don't lose back-to-back games. It is very unlike them. So, with that being said, I'm going to take... Miami Dolphins. Oh, he did it. I think he uh, did it. I think oh. <laughs> I think the offense plays well against a good, not great Chiefs defense. I think we finally will see the Dolphins oh. defense start to play up to their talent level. I didn't You've even got Jalen Ramsey back. You've got Xavier Howard on the field. You've got Christian Wilkins. Xavier Howard might not play. You've got Bradley Chubb. Like they have got talent on that defense, and it has not played up to expectations yet. I think they finally start to play like they should play this weekend. That and um, four sweeps is just boring as hell. Um, and so, you know, I'll, you know be what the, I'll be the one to drop my nuts on the table. <laughs> All right, Joe, what are you thinking? Howard and Holland are both questionable for the game. I mean, the Chiefs have a really good defense. I'm not going to cap. Yeah, they have a top five. They have like a top six defense right now, don't they? They're ranked in the top five. In defense, according to – this is according to lineups. But I know they have a – they're a young defense, but they're a good defense. And Tua has not been good against good defenses. And Patrick Mahomes, love him or hate him, does not lose back-to-back games. He's like Tom Brady. He's not as good with a more annoying wife. <laughs> so I'm going to Not take, as hot. I'm going to take – yeah, give me the Chiefs. In Frankfurt. Did we pick, other than the World Series, do we pick everything the same? Yeah. All right, so I really I'm glad I added I some. I'm, to worry about I'm glad point. I added some variety. If it, Let's just say if the Rangers win in seven and the Dolphins win, you are screwed. 
Why? Because that would put you three behind. Like, that would put you, like, f- way behind everyone, I think, right? So we need Rangers in seven. I need Rangers seven real bad. I also, you know, know what? I just if, I, if I end up, win, if, if I end up losing, it is what it is because I've been the only one really to make any variety in picks the last several weeks. Whoa. So, man, Jack's been on like five I've been islands. on like at least six or seven islands total, at least. I've been on islands; they've just worked out for me. We'll see. I, bet, I went on my Ohio. I mean, State nobody. Island. I went on my. Jack was the biggest Miami meat rider I've ever seen, and dude has no faith. So. I will take. You know what else I just realized Miami though that Island. I didn't think about before? This is Tyreek's first game against the Chiefs since he left. Is it? Did I think so. Last year? I don't think so. He's about to have 200 yards, two TDs, 11 catches. Nah. There's no. If there's way anybody the that knows how to scheme year. against Tyreek Hill, it's going to be the the dudes that covered him in practice every single day. Yeah, it's his first game. Yeah, but a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are going to be covering him are first, second year guys. Guys that did not play with him. The DC is still the same. So is Andy Reid. But talking about coordinators, I do want to get into this a little bit. I meant to talk about it last week. I think we are starting to see that Eric Bieniemy was a pretty major part Big of that part. offense. Exactly, bro. People uh, were saying was, people were saying he was just kind of a placeholder for Andy Reid's offense. But if you look at the Chiefs' offense and you look at the Commanders' offense, Sam Howell is putting up some. The commanders are putting up some points in some games where they should not be. That's what you scored now. They like 12, the, 12 times a game. The Eagles, I will say, it's a division matchup. And for some reason, the commanders play them close every year. So it's yeah, yeah, I don't know. But that's how you should do it. If you're in a division with a team that's clearly the best team, build your team to beat them. That's how you're supposed to be a division rival. Yeah, I mean, the I'm most... I'm just saying, the it most, is like it's, it's always a close... Like, I haven't seen them put up the numbers they have put up against the Eagles against really anybody else this season, I do not believe. Uh, they might have put up 30, like, two other times, but... They put up, like, what? They put up 20 against the Bears. I think Biennemi should have been brought into Pittsburgh to be the eventual replacement for Mike Tomlin. The Commanders, they beat the Cardinals. They put up 35 on Denver. They did not play well against the Bills. 31 on the Eagles, 20 on the Bears, 24 on the Falcons. 20 on the, on the Cardinals. Did not play well against the Giants. And then 31 against the Eagles again. So, they're, so they, their best offensive games have come against the Eagles. Yes. Leonard Williams just got traded to the Seahawks. Interesting. I'm waiting on the trade deadline right now. We're filming right as the deadline's about to come out. I'm waiting on that Montez Sweat to the Falcons trade. Um, We might, if we film for another like 35 minutes, we might get a few hot ones. A few, a few ones. Everybody, everybody, and everything that I've read has said that the uh, the Falcons will be, especially with Grady out now, will be pursuing Montez Sweat. I've got my fingers fucking. I bet they're. I bet they're pursuing that entire. Uh, commander's defensive line. Chase Young would be another guy to watch for. Uh, the Chiefs. Him and uh, another name on that on that list of guys they're going to pursue because we're still in the hunt. Not even in the hunt, dude. We're still first in the South. Go take the new um, one from us. That was the other name that's on that list, and I am not going to be mad. We'll, we'll take I am not going to be mad. Um, but the Chiefs would know be enemy this year. 20 against the Lions, 17. They got 41, but it was the Bears. The Bears. 23 against the Jets, 27 against the Vikings, 19 against the Broncos, 31 against the Chargers, and 9 against the Broncos. That was my worry when picking the Chiefs was I looked through the points per game, and it's not great. Um, 
I don't know. I just have a lot of faith. It's like now they also to the to the added point. Yes, the enemy has been a big loss for them. That Mahomes contract really really hurt their offense. They cannot. They can't pay any playmakers. They have their best receiver is Rasheed Rice. Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. Here's my here's my hot take. They just don't have they don't have any they don't have a Tyree kill anymore. They don't they don't even have dudes. Their number one wide receiver would be at best a number two on a lot of teams in the league. Yeah. Here's my hot take slash prediction. Um I think that Eric Bieniemy is going to be coaching for a division rival of the Chiefs this time next year. The Chargers, Chargers. or think- the Raiders. Dude, if the he's B- not going to coach for the Raiders, if the enemy, I think I think every coach has realized that the who Raiders who is, doesn't want Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. Well, Devonte might be gone soon, or he might want. They out. said they weren't going to trade him. Oh, really? Doesn't matter. He, he still needs a quarterback. I mean, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is serviceable. If he's making it work with Sam Howell, Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgrade from Sam Howell. I currently Devante do not. Adams I currently do not think Terrible so. Florida. I currently do not think Josh that Jimmy Jacobs G- is an upgrade from Brian Robinson. That, I, that I currently do not think Jimmy G would be an upgrade from Sam Howell. Why? Just because he's hurt when they're playing. Because he can't – one, he can't stay on the field. And two, when he's on the field, he's turning the ball over twice Howell's a game. Howell's not going to be on the field for much longer. That guy literally gets hit like ten times a game. He is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL he before. popped. And he's still on the field, though. Like, Jimmy G fucking gets up in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom, stubs his toe, and breaks his ankle well, what's to for say, six weeks. What's to say, like, the Raiders don't go out and take a flyer on Kirk Cousins coming off an Achilles injury? I don't see it. I think if the— uh, not They paid Jimmy G. For a year? No, they did not. I it was not a, well, that was not a one-year contract. It was a shorter It was like deal. one was, or two-year— I thought I think it was like two to three, but I don't know. But if the Chargers got rid of Staley and they hired Bienemy, no, that was with the 49ers. Okay, the Chargers got Bienemy. It's, it's a three-year, seventy-two point seven five million dollar deal. Well, yeah, it's a two-year extension. He's getting paid one million dollars this year, and then the next two years he gets eleven, and then twenty-two. But I bet. How you does that. he get eleven and twenty-two if the old deal is worth almost seventy-three million? Because half of it was like half, half of signing bonus. Years. Half of it was guaranteed signing bonus. That's he, still he got like thirty five up front. It was forty five million guaranteed. So the most of his mo- guaranteed money is already in his pocket. Exactly. So if they so want to they cut, cut him, him they it's can. not going to hurt that. It's not going to hurt as bad. But I'm just saying I they could know, go out and get a flyer. They could go trade for like someone like. I'm not saying this is an upgrade, but Mitch someone Trubisky. like Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Malik Willis, somebody who they Oof. can Desmond Ritter, Ryan they can take a flyer on. They can they can have Desmond. I think they if, can have Desmond. I think if he coached the Raiders, they would be maybe like at best two games better than what they'll finish this year. But I think if he coached the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers, would, the, the Chargers, the Chargers would be tied would, with the Chiefs for first place right I think, now. I think they, it's a, the Raiders are more likely because I think if the Chargers were to fire Brandon Staley, which they should after this season, I think that they would either promote Kellen Moore or... I think Bienemy and Kellen Moore run so like they have their own offenses. Like they run their own offenses. I think those offenses would clash. I don't think they'd be able to. That's oh, fair. I don't That's know. I, it's different offenses, but I think the offensive mastermind that you could make with Kellen Moore and Bienemy. I agree. The if they could co- there, if they could just, coexist, it's like when you add a superstar to two superstars on the team, like what we're talking about with like Beal, Booker, and KD. 
when you put two guys like that, there is a potential for it to crash and burn. The, but yeah. the upside would be insane but with those two offensive guys. Just in general, it's like super teams, it hasn't been working as of late because at the end of the day, there's one ball and there's only one play that's called on each play. And there's only one guy that's calling plays. Uh, I mean, they made it work in Kansas City, so we'll see. We shall see. We shall I see. Think I think he's two teams this time next year. I think he's a head coach regardless this time next year. Or he gets promoted by the commanders because I think Rivera's yeah. out too. I think he it's, it's he did exactly. He bet on himself. Good for him. I'm glad he did. And he's proven to everybody that dude I also, can run a fucking offense. He bet on himself, but I also don't think he got very many offers. He was giving no, the, he was he not. He was the Bears head coach, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't have taken it. I wouldn't it. have taken that. He turned it down. But I think some, but I think that some was people, his only head coaching offer. Some people were thinking what we were thinking, what which was, oh, he's kind of this just might like, just be Andy Reid's offense, and he's just kind of he's just kind of the calling. Puppet. He's kind of he's kind of just calling what Andy Reid wants him to call. And we have seen that is not the case. It's not the case. Big Red can still call an offense, but yeah. the enemy was nine points, man. A lot smarter than we thought. Mahomes was. still needs a playmaker. He mean he can't. Kelsey's you got Kelsey, but uh, when you can double team Kelsey and your next best option is Valdez Scantling, it's gonna be hard to move the football. And Pacheco is serviceable, but he he's not like he's a where's my hole? Cool, let me run through my hole now. I can explode down the field type of bag. Like he doesn't he doesn't All right. help. All right, Jack. He doesn't help open the field. I up. only laugh because he laughed. He's always gonna laugh. He doesn't help open the field up for for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Can't run any play action through him, really. Let's talk about let's um, talk about our three team. Well, I guess we can go four real quick. Joe, how do you feel about the Steelers and where they're at this in in the season, and what would you like to see moving forward? I would like to see Matt Canada working at fucking Denny's because he does football. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we would be much better off if, like, I thought during the off season we would have hired. The enemy is OC and let him be the successor to Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin needs to go somewhere else. I don't like him anymore. I think Kenny Pickett was overdrafted. We probably could have got him in the second round because it didn't seem like anybody else wanted him. I think Najee Harris is a bum. I think Deontay Johnson's a bum. The only bright spots on offense are George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth when he's playing. Dude, Connor Hayward who on a third down play, they decided to run like a, a side shuffle pass, jet sweep type play. Out of all the players you could have picked, he chose Connor Hayward, our fullback slash tight end. To run that ball? And he had the blocking set up so that he had to make two guys miss. <laughs> a fullback. A fullback. Did he make, tight do end. you think Kenny's the answer? Like, is that the answer moving forward? Or do you think after this season it's going to be time to... Get back to the drawing board. Well, that's the problem. It's because you don't know because you got the worst offensive coordinator in the National Football of, League, maybe of all time in the NFL. I'm there. I'm right there with you, Joe. When I watched Matt Canada when he was at LSU for one year, I was I think 14, 15, and I was like, "This is like watching paint dry." <laughs> Inside handoff, outside handoff, slant. Slant, inside handoff, outside handoff. Yeah, double curl. Yeah, it's bad. I do believe that that is definitely curl. Your bi- that's your biggest problem. Curl dig. 
That's your biggest problem. And it's funny because it seems like almost every time Kenny Pickett audibles, it works. Yeah. I think he could potentially be your answer, but he's going to be ruined if he has to play another season with Matt Canada. Like, you will, if he has to play next year again with Matt Canada, that offense and just the way it's ran it is going to run him into the ground. It might just get him hurt. Which right, is yeah, one thing we've, times. we've been seeing several times this season, too. Uh, I'm gonna, we, I'm how gonna, do we feel about the Vikings, Jack? I was just going to say, while we're talking about this, I might periodically jump in and say something about the trade deadline because it's in an hour and 15 minutes. So if I interrupt, it'll be for like two seconds. Um, just because I'm like, trade. I'm just like refreshing Twitter. Um, you got Shefty's Twitter pulled up? I got Ian Rappaport's Twitter t- pulled up right now. But uh, the Giants... Pull I'll pull up Shefty's. The Giants just uh, uh, traded Leonard Williams to the Seahawks, who are at the top of the NFC West right now, um, for a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Um, <laughs> That's a fleece. So it's a good trade, especially since the, the Seahawks also just got Frank Clark back. That def- And uh, Ochenna and Wosu is coming back soon. That defensive line is going to be dirty. That defense, that Seahawks team is looking better and better each week. They're five and two right now. You think the? Uh, do you think that puts them in a position to potentially win the division? Yeah, I actually do. I think like the only thing that I'm like really concerned about is I don't trust Gino. I just don't. I don't trust Gino at all. Um, and DK, no, but I think DK seems like he can't get as open in space as he used to when he was a rookie. Yeah, but Lock, Lockett looks good. Jackson Smith and Jackson Jig- Smith and Jigba has been looking pretty good, serviceable. He caught the Kenneth game winning, Walker's he caught the good. touchdown yesterday. Yeah, Kenneth Walker's good. Like they, they that team is looking better and better. That defense looks really good. Like that defense is all of a, t- a sudden turned into a top five at least in terms of talent. With dude, you got that, Tariq Woolen back there. You got you got Witherspoon. Diggs, you got Diggs. You got Witherspoon. You got Jamal Adams went healthy. You got. Uh, Frank Bobby Clark. Wagner still. You got Jordan Brooks. Who's Bobby Wagner is still playing like 28-year-old Bobby Wagner. Jordan Brooks is quietly one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Right? Will, that Bobby Wagner will fill up a gap. Like nobody's business. <laughs> Pause. <But> they, got, <laughs> they got Frank Clark now. They have Leonard Williams now. They have Uchenna Nwosu. Like This defense is really, really good now. And as much as I don't like him, Pete Carroll is a good coach. Yep. I don't like him, but he's a good coach. Um, Vikings. Yeah, um, what are they... What are, what do you want to see happen the rest of the season? Like, if you're playing GM right now, what are you doing? Because this season, I think, is... It's been such a mountain valley season. Like, we've been so, been so low to start. Like, and I, I, ju- I don't think you're going to be able to edge out the, the Lions for the division this year. Not anymore. Um, definitely not anymore. Definitely without Kirk. So, what do you want to see happen? You're 4-4. Four and four, You're 500. You've still got a chance at a wild card spot, but you no longer have Kirk. We no longer have a chance to make any sort of push in the playoffs. Unless in the next hour and ten minutes we go out and trade for someone very talented. And you still have two more weeks with no Jefferson. And he it might be a little bit longer now that you have no Kirk. If we traded for, let's say... If you were going to go grab a quarterback in the next hour before the deadline, who do you want? What do I... What are my... What are my... Like, what can I give up? Like, Well, you're I, the GM, so you can give up whatever you're feeling. I would take Darnold right now. I would take um give me I'll go take Heineke. Um I don't know if y'all are giving up Heineke after. I this really game. hope not. Um I really fucking hope not. But if we get like somebody who's serviceable enough to win just a couple games, our offense is good enough to carry a quarterback. However, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think we make a move in the next hour and a half. I think we're gonna roll with the rookie. And um, just see how the season plays out. Honestly, 
We're probably going to trade Daniel Hunter. Um, Hopefully to my Falcons. As, as much as I hate it, I love Daniel Hunter. Um, we're probably going to get rid of him. Um, but yeah, I just um, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want. I, I think I want us to get a high first round pick now. Um, I really don't know. Sign a quarterback for agency. I guess it's. Do you think this season is kind of just a wash? Yeah, now we're done. I thought, like, after, during, halfway through the third quarter yesterday, I was like, we have a legitimate chance to make a playoff push. Um, once Jefferson comes back, we are looking very good. The defense has looked so solid over the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think it's a wash now. So I, I don't have a lot of hopes in terms of playoff push. Um, I'm just hoping for a top 10 pick at this point and Kirk to obviously um, get healthy. Hopefully he's not in like his hopefully his NFL career is not screwed because of this but yeah I think your foot it's a fly you do it <laughs> trade deadline is tomorrow not today yeah what I thought it was today tomorrow no, oh I thought today was Tuesday my bad um Lance so you still got time to make that Bengals Bengals what do you want to see so when I'm looking at what we got right now I don't really mind what we got on offense. Our what happened with Lyle Collins? What do you mean? I thought we I thought we had him. We did. I'll look it up. Um, our offensive line should be fine. I don't think there. I, one, I don't think there's anybody really big on the trade block that we could go get. Not for offensive line this year, no. I would. I wouldn't mind. Making the tight end spot a little bit better. I don't love Irv Smith, but if we could go get somebody like a Logan Thomas or like a Dalton Schultz, but I don't think they would get rid of him. The Texans are four and three. I don't think they would trade him. A Logan Thomas or like a Mike Gesicki. I think that would just that's just one more one more spot for Joe to throw the ball to. If you cut him like a month and a half ago. Oh really? Yeah. Um. But other than that, I think the offense is fine. I think we could go get a DB or a safety. I don't know. I don't know who really is on the trading block. Um, in this, Justin in, Simmons. Justin Simmons would probably be your best bet. I, I would love to go get Justin Simmons. Our two safeties, Dax Hill has been pretty good, but Nick Scott. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know who Nick Scott is. If we could get Justin Simmons, Penn State. I like Cam Taylor Britt. He's pretty good, and he's in his second year. I like Awuzie. I liked. I always thought Mike Hilton was going to be good. I thought he was going to be. He's a demon on a on the free blitz. What? Come after the quarterback, oh. Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton. Yeah, I, I like he was be a dog. I like Awuzie and Taylor Britt. If we got Justin Simmons, that secondary would be pretty good. At least solidified. I like our D line with Hubbard, B.J. Hill, and Hendrickson, and Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are some diggity dogs. At the linebacker spot, so I think I would like to I would like to shore up the defense a little bit, but so I <laughs> for your if Falcons. I'm playing GM right now with my Falcons, man, I'm making more moves than all three of y'all made combined. So when I'm looking at the offense, we don't we don't need anything on offense. The offensive line has played well. We've got Bijan, who if you fucking used him right, would have would be a top candidate for offensive rookie of the year right now. 
you've got weapons on weapons just to throw to. You've got Drake London. You've got Kyle Pitts. You've got Johnny Smith, who has found new life in Atlanta. You've got Cordero Patterson. You've got Tyler Algier, a 1,000-yard rusher last season. You've got Daryl Hodge, who's played good. You've got Scotty Miller, who's a deep ball threat. You've got Van Jefferson now. The quarterback change needs to happen, and needs to happen now, and needs to happen fast. Taylor Heineke brought new life to the Falcons yesterday against the Titans when I was watching him. He was making throws that Desmond Ritter cannot make. He knew how to run a two-minute offense because he's been there. He knew where he wanted the football to go. He got it out on time. He made some throws in tight windows. He extended a few plays with his legs, which is something we thought we were going to get out of Des and we have not seen yet this year. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He had good pocket presence. He was finding the open man. He needs to start. He needs to start now. It does not need to be a question anymore. It needs to happen, and it needs to happen quick. That's the first change I'm making. If you start Taylor Heineke right now, we are a six-win ball club if he started every game up to this point. That's the only change I see necessary on offense. You make the QB change, that offense is very, very scary. On the defense, by the numbers, we've been a top seven defenses here. Top eight by the numbers. I like what I have seen. Our linebackers, Ellis and Landman, have played really well. Very upset to see Troy Anderson go out early this season with the pec tear. Linebackers have played well. Safeties. Jesse Bates is a top three safety, and Richie Grant has played really, really good ball this year, especially with the addition of a veteran guy like Jesse Bates. We're good at the corner spot. A.J. Terrell is that dude, and Jeff Okuda has played very well in his first few starts with Atlanta this year. We're good there. Calais Campbell on the D, on the D line. Him and Onyemata have played really well, especially against the run, but we need that pass rusher. You've got... Ebiketti and Dupree, Bud Dupree, who have been able to get after the quarterback some from the linebacker position, but we need that edge rusher, especially with the loss of literally the heart and soul of the Falcons for so long now, and Grady Jarrett tearing his ACL. We need somebody to either fill up the gap or we need a true edge rusher. I think Chase Young might be on the block. Would love to go get a Chase Young. I think Montez Sweat is on the block. I would love to see Montez Sweat. Just like Jack said, I think Daniel Hunter is going to be on the block. Give me Daniel Hunter. I think there are more options out there right now for D linemen and edge rushers than really most positions in the league right now. We need one. We need it bad. Give up a little bit if you have to. This is one of the best. This is the best defense we've had since our Super Bowl year. Shore it up on the inside, and we can definitely win the division depending on the matchup, could win a, a, a playoff game. And Arthur Smith has got to go. Arthur Smith has got to go. His offense is so – he has yet to put together back-to-back solid performances. I have yet to see him put, to get, put together two back-to-back complete games by the team. Who would you – like, um, Dude, right now – Right now, if you fire him midseason, you've got you've just got to promote from within. Give me Ryan Nielsen, dude. Give us our DC. Give us our DC. It's the best defense we've had since Dan Quinn. And when we first put Dan Quinn up in that head coaching spot, you saw what happened. 
I think we need to be with as many offensive weapons as we have. I don't think we need an offensive-minded head coach. I think we need a good OC, and I think we need a defensive-minded head coach with the way our defense is playing. Put him up there, see how he does. If he does well, give him the job next year. We don't really have anything to lose right now with as young as the offense is. And if he doesn't, there's going to be several guys out on the block next year. I I don't I wouldn't see him coming to Atlanta with some of the other spots that are gonna be open. But like B enemy in Atlanta would be Josh McDaniels nuts. in Atlanta. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't what? It, what would? How would you feel? <laughs> how would you feel if the Falcons hired Brandon Staley <laughs> as what? Like a janitor? As head coach? I'd take Arthur Smith back. Really? Yes. Yes. Because at least, we're, dude, we have a better record than the Chargers right now. We have a better record. He has at least put together a few good game plans. Brandon Staley does not. Brandon, Staley's got, Brandon Staley has one of the most talented rosters on the offense and the defensive side of the football in the league, and he is 3-4 and four right now. I don't want Brandon that. Brandon Staley? Yeah, they're 3-4. and four. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are not playing good ball. I wouldn't want to see him cleaning out the players' lockers. <laughs> I'd be afraid he was going to fuck something up. Um, but there needs to be a coaching change. There needs to be a quarterback There needs change. to be a quarterback change, and we got to go get somebody for the defensive lineman since we lost arguably our best defensive player in Grady Jarrett. Um, I got a little fun little, little idea. So I, was ju- I just read for like five minutes all the top free agent, um, like players who should be available in free agency. And just like really quick, like who do you think would be the best fit for a couple of these guys? There, I'll say, good. Uh, Chase Young, he's been he's been rumored to be out for a minute. Him and Montez Sweat are one and the same. Um, so we'll say Chase Young or Montez Sweat. They probably won't move both, but they'll move one of them. Um, I saw some stuff about the the only real teams that I've seen have been the Lions. I was gonna say the uh, Lions could put him across. From Aiden Hutchinson, the Jaguars and the Falcons are the are the three that I've been seeing. Well, obviously, my fit's going to be biased. Um, yeah, it's okay. one of the better de- defensive lines we've had in recent years. Obviously, Calais is old, but Onyemata has played good football. Uh, Zach Harrison, we drafted from Ohio State this past year. He's got the talent. He's got the size. Um, what they said that he struggled the most with is just learning kind of the plays. And and being and you know upping his football IQ, I want Sweat on the Falcons though. I think he could be a Falcon for a long time. I think you put him, you know, on the outside. That pass rush gets a lot more dangerous, and I think that defense is gets a little bit better right now um, with the loss of Grady. So that's that's where I want to see uh, Sweat go. Him or Chase Young, I'd take either. Obviously, Sweat is healthy right now, so I would much rather have the healthy guy. Um, that's that's my best fit, obviously, and it's you know obviously pointed towards a little bit of bias. If I can think of a team other than those three that would be a good fit for like a Chase Young, would I'm just be, saying those three because those are the three that have been linked. Like those are the three that have been like three with the most need openly, right now. Like, openly, like we are interested in X. I think Chase Young might be pretty good against or lined up on the other side of Max Crosby. On the Raiders? Yeah. I don't know if the Raiders have money to spend on that's extending Trace Young. That's, that's the only thing they do they, not have. Whoever, whoever signed or whoever trades for Chase Young 
has to be ready to sign him to a big deal. You know who I think could? Mm, I don't know if that deal is going to be as big as you think it will. You know who I think could? And, I, I mean, this would make their defense a lot better, is the Bills. Do they need an edge rusher, though? Because they have Rousseau, Von Miller, and uh, A.J. Epinesa. I don't, I don't really know if they need any. Uh, not really. They need secondary guys. Um, they all they had another. Anyway, um, we'll move away from from defensive ends for a second. Do you have any? You just said the Raiders would be here. I think the Raiders. What happened to speaking of Jaguars? What the hell happened to that Trayvon Walker dude? He's still playing. He's still yeah. But solid. why does he suck so bad? He doesn't suck. He's played well, just well. He's just extremely like they knew that he was extremely developmental. Like he was not NFL ready. He was big development. It was like um, first it was like game. when the Raiders took Tyree Wilson. Like Tyree yeah, Wilson, Tyree Wilson is a project. Yeah, but that's a he, he, they picked him first overall. I didn't. I was happy that he went first, but he, yeah, I, mean, I was glad he was was more NFL ready and should have been the first pick. But I digress. Um, another guy that's been talked about a lot, Dalvin Cook. I don't think there's really a great you don't think fit a market for Dalvin Cook. Not a not a large one. No. You don't think if, if let me see he if would he Tampa, would like if Tampa called the Jets right now and was like hey we need a running back yeah but I don't think he's a like a huge upgrade for Tampa like I I'll take him if I'm Tampa if you know if they'll take a a fifth rounder a sixth rounder do you not think he's an upgrade because he hasn't been playing this season because the reason he hasn't been playing this season is because they're trying to focus on their young backs getting them I just work. think he's getting older and there are not many running backs. That age well. What is Delvin Cook? Like 27? He's 28. He is on the older side, but for for like a one-year, this would be like a one-year deal. He signed a one-year deal with the Jets. This isn't like a, you're looking for him to. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like if, if you're taking a, if they're giving up a, you know, you're giving up a six-rounder uh, for Dalvin Cook, sure. Potentially. I'm not giving up much, though, to get Dalvin off the Jets. I would, uh, if they, I think he'd be a good fit, like. In L.A.? If I was going to say the Rams. If they didn't sign Leonard Fournette, I would have said link him up with his brother. With the Bills? The Bills. Yeah. Um, he definitely yeah. he makes the Rams better. He's better than Daryl Henderson. Or Kyron Williams. He might be yeah. good on the, on the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would make the Bucks a little bit better, but they're going to struggle running the football regardless. Yeah. I'm um, just, like I said, a sixth or seventh rounder, but I'm not giving up. I think I'm not might, giving up much. He would make the Broncos better, but I don't know if I don't think they're going to Broncos. Give up. Are, I'm getting to them. They're going to be a fire sale. I think. I think they're going to. They know they're not competing. They beat the Chiefs this week, but I don't think they're three that and was five. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're going to be dumping. So we already talked that Justin Simmons uh-huh. is on the trail. I think the Bengals would be a great fit for Justin Simmons. Um, two more guys. I don't know how how realistic this one is, but a guy that was said to be on the trade block by the Broncos. Patrick Sertan was said to be listed as a potential option to move on from. I think the fucking Bengals would be a good fit for Sertan, too. Of course you do. No more saying your own team. I don't know. Like he the would, Lions. He's a dog, but the I don't. Lions would be good. He's a dog, but I wouldn't have said the Falcons because it's not our most pressing need. The Lions having two DBs go down this year. The Cowboys could use. Yeah, I was going to say the, the Cowboys, Cowboys could use Cowboys another one. I don't want him to go to the Cowboys. What about the I Bills really don't want him on the Cowboys. Yep. The Bills could use him. The Bills could use that him. That was going to be my Tredavious is gone. Tredavious the Chiefs could down. use him. Chiefs could I use him. I think their best DB is Legereus Sneed. And, well, they have Trey McDuffie, too. They Trey drafted McDuffie. the first round last year. He played well, but, I mean, Sertan is going to be a 
a premier upgrade at that position for most teams. Can you imagine if you went to like San Francisco? Uh, I mean, then they then just go and hand them the best defense of the year award. I, I mean, yeah, some of the Eagles for like a toaster, <laughs> probably. Dude. Um, the Eagles guy. just got fired. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> they made a great defense even better. I was like, holy shit, man. Um, another guy in the Broncos was Jerry Judy. Has been kind of on the way out. Uh, Let's see. I would say the Chiefs, uh, but they won't trade in division yeah, like that. Um, no. So who would be looking? Who's a who's a contending team looking to the Ravens? buy low? The Ravens could be one buy low on a on a receiver who has potential, but the Ravens. He gives it. the Ravens an immediate number one guy. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be good on the Jets. A solid number two, a true number two to Garrett Wilson's number one. Yeah, I don't think there's a. T- I don't think I don't think not the a Jets would. I don't think that makes a ton of sense though. Because you, you think the Bills would try for him, give Stefan a number two, and then have Gabe da- Gabe Davis coming out of the slot. Maybe I don't see that as like a an upgrade, a pressing need as no. well. Like that's they need help. Trades for Jerry Judy is going to be giving something up. Like it's not going to be like yeah, a seventh. wasn't wasn't Judy their first round pick a couple years ago? Yeah, first yeah. round pick in 2020, 2019. Yeah, so you're gonna have um, to like you're not giving up a sixth. What about the Panthers? You're gonna have to give up at least a fourth. The problem is whoever trades for him is probably gonna be a contender. Yeah, like somebody like the Panthers, they got the Panthers so, actually could though if if you're they just got to buy a young receiver. Well, I Panthers think uh, are the ones that have been talking about how they need a wide receiver. Everyone was like, well, why'd you trade DJ Moore? Then? I think it's a good yeah. move for the Texans. I like the Texans wide receivers though. Yeah, they like Tank. I don't think they want to mess with the dynamic of um, Tank, Nico, Tank and, and Nico and um, John and Robert Woods. Mm, Robert yeah, Woods, I was about to say John Mechie is not. I don't even see him on the field for a few snaps. He's, he's played a couple. A couple. Um, they knew that when they drafted him, though. Who do the Colts have outside of what's his name? Pittman. 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 Yeah. Uh, Alec Pierce. Alec Josh Pierce. Downs. Josh Downs is a he's a been He's been a, a, an emerging. He's been an emerging threat for He's the Colts. He's a sneaky rookie offensive rookie. I don't think there's as many there's not as many teams, especially contenders, that need a wide, wide receiver, receiver right receiver now. Help. Do you not think the Falcons are the market for him? For a wide receiver? I don't know if they'll trade there's for Judy. There's too many. They just traded for Van Jefferson. Oh, yeah. I, forgot about I mean, obviously, they, Jerry Judy is better than Van Jefferson, but not by a ton. I think he's better than Drake London. You think Jerry Judy's better than Drake London? Talent-wise, yeah. They've, Smoking crack. They've both been in bad systems. I don't think it's by far. You're smoking dick. <laughs> I'd probably take Drake London. Yeah, you're smoking crack, dude. Probably. Um, who else would be? I mean, the Falcons don't. The Falcons barely use London, so the true. Giants. Could they finally them. got him going the last like two games, and he's yeah. proven that dude can be a very fucking dangerous wide receiver if you throw him the motherfucking ball. Or the, I wouldn't be surprised if who's the who's Kyle number two to. Uh, Who's the number two to what's his usage? Name? The skins guy. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, who's his number two? Curtis Samuel. Or John, John Dodson. Dodson. John Dodson. Okay. Um, maybe the Browns. Um, maybe. Getting a receiver two for Amari Cooper. For Amari Cooper. Cooper. Um, Hell, even the Cowboys could use like a true number, true two. number two. Judy's better than Cooks and Gallup. Yeah. I think he's better than Cooks. Yeah, at this point. I mean, you, you got to use Cooks to see if he's any good. At and this stage they, in his career, I think Cooks is a they little... They don't... Mike McCarthy backside. seems to have no... 
Cooks isn't that old, though. He's just played for a lot of teams. It doesn't seem like Mike McCarthy has any. I think he's, what, 31, 32? No, I thought he was in his He was 20s. drafted, like, I think he was drafted 2015. He's, like, 29, I think. If he's he's up there. It also seems like Mike McCarthy has no. Oh, he is 30. Yeah. No um, drive to really get him going. Tyler Lockett's 31. Tyler Lockett's smart, though. Tyler Lockett has not taken a hit in, like, three years. He catches the ball and drops. Yeah. Well, Mike McCarthy. Rogan's down. Mike McCarthy made it known that he was going to, when he got rid of. Didn't he get rid of Kellen Moore? Or did he have somebody else? He had Kellen Moore, but Kellen Moore signed with the Chargers. Like he, yeah, he, well, he, Kellen Moore ran the offense last year, and he was yes. like, I'm going to run the offense. I want to yeah. rest my defense, so we're going to run the ball. Yeah. Yep. And then Pollard has been horrible. Yep, Pollard has not been good, and it's really annoying as a Pollard fantasy owner. Yep, I can't stand it. He has First, not been. Good I think at all. I wouldn't have taken a Dallas running back. Why two. he was great last year, even as a even as the running back two, he was a top fifteen running back in fantasy. Yeah, he was really good last year in sleep. And I think two. Yeah, but they got him. He got he really got going after what week six, when Zeke started getting hurt. Exactly. So why yeah, have well, a well, look what they did to Zeke. You run him straight down into the ground. It took them a couple years to do that to Zeke, though. But what what happened to Zeke? Great first year. Second year was good. Led the league in rushing in 18. And then... So he had, like, four or five really good years. And then I don't think he had five. I think five is a large stretch. I think he had probably had over 800 yards in his first four or five seasons. Yeah, enough to get a fat contract. That would be my guess. Deserve. Over 400 in his first five seasons. His first four seasons. Or over 800 in his first five seasons. That was my guess. Four out of his first six seasons were over 1,000 yards. 1,600, 983, 1,434, 1,357, 979, 1,002, 876, and 260. Damn. He led the league in rushing two out of his first three years of his career. You plug Tony Pollard into that system uh, with the Cowboys, and you'd think he'd have similar production being a better receiving threat than Zeke ever was. Yeah, and you'd well, think he'd have more. You think he'd have more production. And their coach is also Mike McCarthy. So well, so and was I think Zeke's for a while. I think Tony Pollard. How long has McCarthy been there? It's only his third season, I believe. No, he's been there for four, I think. Pollard played really well at the start of the season. Week one against the Giants, 14 carries, 70 yards, two TDs. All right, well, the Giants doesn't count. They beat the dog shit out of them. The Jets, 25 carries for 72 yards and seven catches for 37 yards. His rushing has not been very efficient, though. 72 yards on 25 carries is not very good. 23 carries, 122 yards against the Cardinals. And then after that, it kind of... Fell so off a cliff. Three, falls off a cliff. The the Jets in their first full week without Rodgers. The Giants, who have been abysmal all year. And the Cardinals, who have one of the worst defenses in football. And 11 carries for 47 against the Patriots. 8 for 29 against the Niners. 15 for 30 against the Chargers. And 12 for 53 yesterday against it's the been, Rams. It's been horrible. I don't know. what to, I want to trade him. I'm probably going to trade him in fantasy. Um, I don't know who would take him. but well, I'll find some dumbass in my league. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been disappointing to say the least to watch. Um, you think the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders without Mike McCarthy? No, no, I don't think. No, I don't, I don't think, think Mike McCarthy's that bad. I don't think Dak is a Super Bowl contending quarterback. The defense is. The defense is. The offense is not. I actually think they could win a Super Bowl. I just don't think they will. <laughs> That's a good way. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think they could. Like, I think they have the potential. I think the team, like, if put in the right situation, getting the right drawing in the in the playoff picture, like, let's say they go against like, 
not to be that guy, but let's say they play the Falcons like they draw the yeah, Falcons. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be. Um, that's a Cowboys win. Then let's say the Seahawks upset like the Lions in the first round. Seahawks-Cowboys is not like, that's not like a crazy hard matchup for the Cowboys. And then all you got to do is beat a team you've already played twice. The Eagles. The Eagles. So, or the Niners who are looking. Mm. Can you imagine if the Can you imagine if the Seahawks won the division and the Falcons had to play the Niners in their first play? <laughs> That'd be so pissed. The Falcons yeah. are going to play the Niners or the Cowboys. They're going to play one of them because they'll be the yeah. they play the best you know, wild be card four? team. the 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 Falcons will be the four seed, and then the fifth seed oh, okay. is the next at large, and it'll either be the Cowboys or the Niners. Um, or, I mean, maybe the Seahawks. Or the Eagles. It'll be or the Seahawks. Do you think the Seahawks are just, like, going to run away with the West now? No, I'm just saying the Cowboys, Niners, or Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks. The but the, Niner, the, Seahawks the, the Niners only if the Seahawks win. Right. But I think odds are if the Niners. The only team we would have a chance of winning against first round is the Seahawks. Yes. We're not, we're not beating the Cowboys. We're fucking for damn sure not beating the Niners. Yes. Unless you hurt Brock Purdy. Darnold season. Yeah, but I don't ever wish for a player to get injured. Um, but yeah, y'all, it just depends on the draw. I think they could. I don't think they will. Um, I don't know. I think the Eagles are running away with my NFC like mental playoff picture. Like the Lions have looked sketchy. Um, they have holes. They have holes. The Niners have been looking real sketchy. Um, the Cowboys have obviously had their ups and downs. Um, and then I don't nobody. And I just I ne- I never trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. So if, the if that's the, the one that's if like, that's they've the got case. one playoff win since what the nineties. Who Cowboys? The Cowboys. No, they have more than that. Do they? They haven't been to an NFC they beat, championship they beat since Tampa the 90s. last year. Yeah, they beat Tampa last year. They beat they won at least. They win their divisional round game every year, and then yeah, they lose, and then they lose. In, in the second. So round. was that what it was? The, that they hadn't been to an NFC championship since the nineties. Yeah, they've been to AFC or an NFC championship. Because um, the last couple, the last couple years, they've had to face the Niners before they got to the NFC Championship, and they've lost. Niners beat them every year. Um, but if the Eagles run away with the NFC and they make the Super Bowl again, do you think it's the same story we saw last year? Do you think they can actually beat somebody that's coming out of the AFC? I think they can beat. Somebody I think they coming could out of the beat AFC. somebody. It just depends on who they play. You think they beat and the, how well they're playing? I think they could beat the Chiefs this year. They if could. The Chiefs, I think that's the most fifty-fifty game. Um, you think they? I think the Bengals would give them a. A rough go. I think the Bengals would be a good one. The I Bengals, think the Bengals, if Burrow's healthy and yeah, you know both teams. If everybody's are, if all, everybody's if both teams at full strength, that'll that would be probably that would be the, probably the best Super Bowl we could get this year. Uh, the Dolphins would be interesting. It's tough to beat a team twice. Um, I don't think the Bills would stand. It. I don't think the Bills would beat the Eagles. I don't think the Bills could beat. I don't think to get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, too many injuries on defense. Is Matt Milano done for the year as well? Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah, he's done. He's way done. I didn't know how bad the break was, but I, I think the Bills could lose in the wild card round this season. Yeah, they're, <laughs> the Bills. They're, the Bills at this rate could miss the playoffs. Their calling card has been Good. defense. Imagine Aaron Rodgers comes back and takes a wild card spot, and the Bills <laughs> get knocked out. I'm not gonna be mad because <laughs> I'm not gonna be mad because my fucking pick to win. I mean, obviously they wouldn't win that division, but. My pick to win that division and make a run in the playoffs was the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not going to be did mad. Any, did any of us take the Bills to win the division? I didn't. I, th- I probably I did. The Dolphins. Oh, 
Somebody took the Bills. I think. I don't I think Joe took the Bills and I took the Jets. I did not take the Bills. I took the Dolphins. Somebody took the Bills. Might have been me. I don't know. I know I took either the Dolphins or the Bills. I know I did not. It couldn't have been me. I mean, I took the Jets. Hold on. Would you? Who'd you have? Probably the Dolphins. Would y'all agree that if Aaron Rodgers was playing this year, that the Jets could could definitely have a chance? To win the East this year? Could, yeah, yes. Yeah. Would, no. I think the Dolphins would still have a better record. I don't know. The Dolphins are not. Dolphins are 6-2. and two. And, Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't have I – don't, I don't trust them, like, long-term. At least come playoff time. Like, I still think they could win the – obviously, they can win the division, but I don't, I don't know if I trust them. That was the question. Do they win the division? Come the playoffs. Um, but – I don't think a lot we, of football today. We'll definitely get more into the NBA next we week. We definitely said last hey, you week we were doing our NBA boys, predictions dude. this week. Yeah. I forgot Taylor, about that. Lou, Lou, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Yeah. He said that he heard Aaron Rodgers coming back in December. <sighs> if he came dude, back in December, he'd be the most ridiculous comeback in sports history. People like, would be wanting, history. everybody in the world would want to, like, test his blood or something, bro. Like, <laughs> they'd want to know his exact he daily regimen. ayahuasca is going crazy. He might, play, he might play one game and then get suspended for four. Yeah, that's true. Ayahuasca is one hell of a drug, apparently. <laughs> Dude, sitting in a dark room Those on mushrooms is crazy. Are crazy. It's just tough to predict the NBA the very sounds. early on because you know who you know who's in second place in the West right now, the Pelicans. Well, we're also through three games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so. I think the Pelicans will be a top six seed. I think Zion's like a at least a ninety. He's got to be a ninety <laughs> overall, right? <laughs> 30 games, bro. That's fucking bullshit. The Magic it's Pacers so and stupid. <laughs> the Magic Pacers and Celtics are tied for a three-game okay, tie first so far. Off the dome really quick. Top three teams at the end of the year. Oh, Lord. In Don't the, make this long. I said this has been a dome, long really enough go. episode. In the, NBA? in the NBA. Top three teams in each conference. In each conference? Each, like, east-west. All right, well, east, Bucks. Um, in order or not in order? Sure. Bucks number one, Celtics number two. Probably Sixers. I don't know. I don't know who's number three. I would go. I would go Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. I'll go Celtics, Bucks, um, Cavs. Okay. Bucks, Celtics, Sixers with Harden, Cavs, Sixers with no Harden. Okay. So in the West, go start over here. So we yeah. have more time this time. <laughs> In the West, Nuggets. I'm just basing this on ta- like talent because yeah, you can't predict injuries. You can't predict injuries, and you can't. But you know they're coming for some teams. And we've only watched. Well, there's only been three games so far this season, so I'll go Nuggets, Suns. The Lakers are not a top three team. I think the Kings take a step back this year. The Warriors are too small. There's one team that you you know you want to say. Hope it's not my team. I like. I feel like mine's like kind of a hotter take. I don't know. I'll go a hot take because I think outside of the top two teams, the West is going to be a fucking knockdown drag out. Let's go Nuggets, Suns, Thunder. Whew. That is a hot take. I'm going to go Suns, Nuggets, Clippers.
Clippers. Fuck, that was mine. Clippers. Clippers. I'm going to go Nuggets. I forgot about the Clippers. No injuries. Yeah. Nuggets, Suns, Clippers is where I would go. But the Pelicans are going to be a top six seed. That's where my caveat is. Brings me around to mine. I got Nuggets, Suns, Pelicans. Pelicans? This is the year Zion proves everybody wrong. See, I think this is the year. I think this is the year they finally make Kawhi and PG play. It can both happen. I think that, that, and you can't help it. Paul George has got arthritis in both knees. Like you said, the West when, might be a li- the West might be a little weak this year, and I think the Clippers. No, I think I the mean West not is weak, stronger than ever this not year. Not weak, but like there's going to be so many teams beating so many cannibalism. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be more parity in the West this year. There's twelve teams in the West that could be a top eight seed. There's more parity in the West this year. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the playoffs. We I don't, another long football episode. Appreciate you guys for watching. We had the trade deadline coming up. Um, our teams have all made some interesting, you know, there's been some interesting things happen to my Falcons. Same can be said about the Bengals after the win yesterday, the Vikings and, and the Steelers. So we wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Trade deadline coming up, seeing where we think some guys are going to end up if they get moved, uh, things of that nature. And the NFL is really getting interesting. Um, after, what, eight weeks now, you've got, like, You've got one standout team, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles, and then mm, you kind of got everybody else at the moment. Um, so I wanted to get into that a little bit. The NBA is tough to predict early on. Um, don't know what we're going to get, and you know injuries and that kind of thing. We will get more into the NBA next week. We appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. We're out every Thursday morning. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. And check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube shorts, all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace.